0: Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Weekly Dish. I'm Stephanie Hansen. Hey, I'm Stephanie March. And we are here on this Saturday. Let's just call it the in-betweens. Is it? It's in between winter and in between spring. And you're feeling a little bi winter ish. I have like one little chunk of snow left in the yard and high springish, but we can't quite get there because it's kind of chilly. Yeah. I still think it's spring. I just worry that it's full
1: spring. I worry that we are still going to get a big dumping of two feet of snow. Like we did on April 18th last year.
0: Is that when that came? I was traveling. I got to miss that whole episode. That
1: was a fun blizzard. That was a Sunday blizzard, which I was okay with at the point. Because I knew at that point, the good news is at that point, at this point in the year, it's all going to melt. Yeah. Like it's already, we're already over. We've crossed the barrier.
0: It's all going to melt. moved through. The, The sun is hot. The Can, sun is good and hot. You uh had like a rite of spring passage. I sure did.
1: Sure and did. And you looked
0: real cute in your ball cap.
1: Well, that's the, kind of the way it is. it is. Are you a baseball
0: fan? I
1: was a baseball fan when I was married. Okay. <laughs> I, you know what? I went through a baseball phase. and yep. I, So I totally... There was, a, there was a time when I was so pro-twin and I would watch them religiously and just have all the good fun. Um, <clears throat> but then... I, uh, I just sort of, you have to pay attention. That's the thing with all those sports. Like I get it because like you, you want to follow people like you're rooting for people. Yep. And so when those people get traded or the team evolves and it turns into something else, it's kind of hard to just jump back in. I mean, I can be a Twins fan for my life long. I don't know who's playing right now. Right. Like I know about Tortuga. That's what I know about because Drew was talking about it while we were doing all the foods. And I know about, um, yeah, that's about it. I know about El Tortuga which is a guy they call the turtle
0: i know about um this is so sexist and bad but i know about like a few cute ones with beards that look good in their pants okay that's what i know yeah literally that's the extent of it and you don't even know their names apparently nope. so that doesn't even and i used to know, know joe mauer because he was from st right. paul and
1: you right. know well who doesn't i mean my god yeah there he, you go he <laughs> was the homie guy whoops I he still was, was on my coffee um,
0: um But you got to eat all the things.
1: Yeah, I ate all the foods and all the new foods. And that was like, uh, it was fun. It was, you know, that's the thing that we do every year. And it's their 10th year in that stadium. And so it's kind of like, you know, there's a point where it's, they're not doing new stuff that's kind of fun anymore. I don't know. I, You know, I read all the things around like different ballparks do these crazy new things. We're just like not doing it. Like we brought in all the local stuff. So we're very earnest about that. And that's
0: great. Yep. And Mitch Bethune is the new Curating gate a pop-up market. Yep. yep
1: it's it, gate 34. looks great. And there's a lot of cool things to it. I like the grass. I thought, what is this going to be like? Everyone's going to come in and like trample and it's AstroTurf. So it's not that big of a deal, but I mean, they're going to, and I'm like, it's just going to be weird. It actually was really great. People popped down and they sat on the grass and they ate their stuff and they, it, it felt neat. Um, and at the end, they brought kid games
0: out. They brought lawn bet- I'm just dying. I don't think you've ever used the word neat on this show before. Oh. And it was hilarious.
1: Okay, <laughs> Cute. Um, It was cute. That's kind of what it was. But the fun thing is, is like there's not as much like fun crazy foods it's like the same thing with the state fair this last couple of times we've toned it down to be like they don't want it to be so crazy why not why don't we why not these are events that people go it's to where you want to
0: see the stunt food yes
1: i don't want to see stunt food anywhere like i don't want it in my little corner store you, you know? want it in
0: your barcade though yeah like
1: he's doing good stunt food so it is possible to he's make not it even doing stunt food he's just doing junk food but i mean like but my point is like a two foot long hot dog that's awesome Like that was my favorite thing because it was bombastic and it was cool. And here's the best part. It was delicious. It was two feet of a giant beefy hot dog with like, you know, peppers and jalapenos and good, bad cheese sauce. The whole works. I was there for that. And 27 bucks. People were like $27 hot dog. You cannot eat that by yourself. You were not spending $27 for yourself for that. That if you're willing to pay 16 bucks for one of those absurd bloody marys, you're only paying like 9 more bucks for this or 10 more bucks. It's like this is amazing. It was and it was like six times the food. Was it to feed a family of 4? Yes. You could cut that sucker yeah. down and you could feed a family of 4 in a hot second
0: easily or you could do and i think i did see you doing this the lady in the tramp where you each yeah, we eat that. it from both sides yeah
1: that's our that's our that's the signature move i'm gonna call that the instagrams are gonna be full of lady in the tramping that hot dog yes mm-hmm. i like I it but there was some other great stuff um you know there was uh you know i mean here's the deal hot indian they did some a vegan chana you know which is like stewed yeah. chickpeas and stuff and that stuff is so good. And I was, I, you don't miss meat. If you're looking to like maybe cut meat out of something, that's a really good idea. It just was a lot of fun and it was really delicious. Now, is it ballpark food? That's, I leave that up to you to decide. You know, there's a lot of things that you can kind of choose and pick. One of the things that city pages tended to love was this chicken and waffle.
0: Cone. I was, I saw that and I was going to ask you about it.
1: I just, I mean, it was like, I, it was basically, they took, it couldn't have been, I mean, I get it. They streamlined that concession stand uh, thing better than I've ever seen. They took a piece of, they took the cone off the stack. They took the tenders out of the big bag, which you can then order for seven fifty a full tenders. Yep. Just same tenders. They took a piece of bacon, jammed it in there, and then they gave you a side of maple syrup to pour it on yourself.
0: Oh, so it was that, uh. Assembled, yeah, that's it. And, there was no, okay. there's no
1: craft in this. So it was assembly. This was no craft. Um, I don't know. It just sort of, yeah. I, I feel like, and plus, it's 10.50 for two chicken strips and a piece of bacon. Where you could seven fifty, you can get like four pieces of chicken. You know, yep. I just that that for me is that's the value proposition of like this wasn't because that bacon was like a tiny little strip. It wasn't like
0: three hunks of bacon and a couple chicken strips. I feel like this is our next job. Yeah, like to. I I know that people do this. They people evaluate this. it. But like they need real people, good people, me and you <laughs> eating that hot dog and going, hey, this could be so much better if you did moi. I know. Well, and the one thing I will tell
1: you that to get is there's this craft sandwich station, which, of course, none of this is craft, but it is a. Uh the peanut butter and jelly bacon sandwich. It wasn't a peanut butter and jelly. Okay, so it's a it's a peanut butter bacon sandwich.
0: Candied bacon. But they
1: candied the bacon, so they're calling it jelly. You know, they I think they candied it with jelly. But what I loved is that it wasn't a sticky, candied bacon. It wasn't that overly sweet thing. It was crisp. It was really good. Yeah. And it was bacon and peanut butter, guys. That is a thing. Yeah. That is what I put on my pancakes. So, I heard that
0: was pretty good. Yeah.
1: So that was delicious. And, um, you know couple things like, so here's an interesting thing up at the Bat and Barrel. Uh, Our friends at Greek to Me did a board, a shareable board. Now this was interesting to me because I was wondering how that was all going to play because you feel like, like in the vein of the chicken and waffle cone, you sort of feel like you're going to get ripped off by stuff. Yep. So I was like, what's this board going to be? It's 42 bucks and so you're having that moment where you're like, "Oh, would I ever spend 42 bucks on something?" It was a massive board and it was full of good food. There were six really fat chickens, like six chicken breasts on there, plus olives and cucumbers and nuts, three kinds of cheeses, a cheese dip, a tzatziki, you know, tomatoes and chip and pita chips and I mean, it was It sounds delicious. It was delicious. Like I want one now, you and know. Bat and that boor- and Barrel is the restaurant pub that they, the kind of the full service restaurant they, they
0: installed. And you can go there without a Twins baseball ticket? I
1: don't know if you can. Okay. I don't think you can because I think it is fully inside the ballpark. All right. Yeah. But there is a place, right? There Or is used to just be. at the
0: soccer field? Yeah,
1: no, the soccer field is the one you're thinking about that we talked about at Allianz, and that is smart. But I think you can't go in here without a ticket. Okay. Yeah. But it is, I would get the Greek board, and they also have a taco board and a barbecue board. I would get them if I was like Hey, let's all meet. We're all in different stations around the park. Let's all meet and go have a beer and have like a head and like sit and have a, if we were like meeting for, I don't know, or like ladies having a, like, if you want to eat something nice and fresh before you eat all the, the crap, that's kind of good. Yeah, But mainly I'm going up to Minion Paul's. I'm getting a red cow burger and I'm getting a beer and a chromatric
0: dog. Those yeah. are my mainstays. Yeah. And you're just going to do that because yeah. that's what you do, when you, what you do when you go to
1: the ballpark. But there are people who go every game, you know, or they go yes. like the season ticket holders. This is what I think is like, this is really geared for the season ticket holders who get a little tired of the burger
0: by the middle of the summer. Yeah. Wanting know? to have something more substantial yeah. and more. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I'm feeling that for them. So there it is that's the Um, twins and of course we do have the uh the get it skip it guide that drew and i did and it's up on msp megan i'm gonna put that on our facebook
0: too um there you go Uh, i saw some frosé that looked pretty good uh nope (laughs) that was the sweetest thing i've had in the
1: longest time i've like it peeled the enamel off my teeth it was so sweet okay that's no good no was all right,
0: nope. darn! I know it sounded so good. I saw it and it looked good.
1: Yeah, no, not all rose is equal. Let's remember, like for when, sure. And froze is is traveling into that area where we're talking about the old white zinfandels. Yeah, you know what I mean. The, I did like the froze though. Remember the froze at um the blue barn? It was good. Yeah, no, that one had a tartness to it that was less uh, cloying. Yes, and this was oh, the sweetest thing I've ever. I've yes, it's bad. I all mean, right. I didn't love
0: it. Uh, That is Steph's review of the Twins Ballpark Food. Mm -hmm. We have Margarita Madness coming up. We have the In-Betweens, which we sort of started out talking with. I'll tell you more about the In-Betweens and my feels. And we're going to talk about Ruth. Ruth Reichel. Oh, okay. Today on The Weekly Dish. We'll be right back.
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. Thanks for joining us this Saturday. You know, it's spring break for a lot of people. Do you know a lot of people who are on spring break? I don't. Oh, I think a lot of people either, maybe they left last week. My kids were on spring break last week. A couple of uh, people are going this week, I feel like. So I think Minneapolis is off this coming week. Okay. So, But during spring break, literally during spring, like you're in between time right now, this is when I crave more than anything margaritas. I cannot stop. I love a margarita. Don't you love a good margarita? Yes, I do. I can't stop thinking about them. Like, I literally can't. Like, if I go to the bar, it's not about whiskey anymore. I sort of take my old-fashioned pause, and I sort of... I still look for the whiskey drinks, but then I kind of go right to the margarita. It's almost like I have permission to. I don't know why, because I don't feel like I should be drinking margaritas in the dead of winter for some reason. I have
0: been drinking that uh, Kettle One Grapefruit Rose Yeah, with tonic. Yeah, but that's not... I mean, like... I don't know. I feel like Gin and Tonics. I didn't drink Gin and Tonics in the winter. Yeah, there is a switch. That's a vodka, by the way. Yeah, that's what I meant. Sorry.
1: (laughs) But people drink vodka tonics all year round. Like that's a thing, right? And I don't know why I have this thing with margaritas being like in the spring only or something, because people drink them all year round too. But what I'm telling you is that right now I've got a thing going on. So at Minneapolis St. Paul magazine, we put up March's margarita madness. Because if you don't bracket it, did it even happen at this point in the year? So we did a bracket, we did the salty 16. We have sixteen margaritas uh, that are going to head to head, and a lot of people were saying this was great because they just they wanted a list of margaritas. Yeah, let's go <laughs> more than them. anything. But let's first, vote. I want to know before you. Uh, I want to know what makes your perfect margarita. Salt. Okay. Is it a rocks? Sour. Is it always a rocks, or is there sometimes maybe a frozen no, margarita? Always rocks. Okay.
0: Always rocks. A lot of sour, like, not sour of the mix, but, like, it's sour. Yeah. Like lime. You want tart. I want, yeah, tart, tart, I guess, is the word. Um, If they have tahina on the rim, that's sometimes a nice bonus.
1: Yeah. Which is a
0: salty, spicy salt. Yeah.
1: That's about it. That's it? Mm -hmm. You don't have to have, like, you're, like, totally into the Grand Marnier or versus, like, top shelf, bottom shelf, you don't care? No,
0: but top shelf is, you. I don't do bottom shelf. No. I don't don't do fake sour. No. No.
1: Gun sour is the worst. Yeah. Sour that comes
0: off the gun. If you see them doing that, you're just toast. Yeah. And I don't even like sour out of the. Yeah. No, I'm so I guess I'm top shelf, but I just assume some of these better restaurants like I look and see what's in it. It, They're going to make you a better margarita than the gun sour. Right. Well, yeah,
1: these ones are for sure. This is all this is I mean, although I did put a couple in here that are ringers for maybe kind of, you know, you know. When you're going two for ones. So because sometimes, you know, like a trashy Marg is just fine. I would say that if you're just like horking chips and I mean, <laughs> I don't necessarily have, Story I still of my don't life. want to have Horking, horking chips. chips. I don't want to have guns like the gun sour. But nonetheless, like it doesn't if it's a house mix, that's a little bit cheesy. I don't mind. So
0: I, I think I'm trying to think if I've ever if I'm at a two for one margarita situation, horking chips, horking h- chips. Be careful. Because oh, yeah, I'm going to be sure. like full on the filter that I barely have now is oh, going to be gone. Right? I can have some fun with tequila, friends. That's all I'm going to say. That is
1: all you're going to say. I, I, love that. I
0: guarantee you there's going to be a fight that happens at home later. Eee! Somehow drinking tequila makes me feel angrier after I've had five. A lot of people say there's a tequila effect. You yeah, know? I don't quite know. And I do love it. Uh, If I have two tequila drinks, I will get the side eye from the spouse. And rightly so. Yeah. Like the are you uh, mm, careful (laughs) like that side eye? Yeah. He won't say anything because I'll get the side eye and I'll know like, oh, because also I think tequila drinks are refreshing. Like you can just go for them.
1: You, uh, Yes. Yes. I agree. Like it's easy to have but two. Sometimes there's a little bit of, if it's a strong one, then it's a little bit like, woo, but if they sweeten it up, that's when it's too easy for me. You know? Yeah. If it can be strong, but if it's strong and sweet, then I'm, that's a definite problem. All right. So let's talk about who we have pitted. We're going to go through it. Here's the deal, you guys. You can go to mspmag.com and I'll put the link up on the uh, Facebook page and you can vote. And here's the deal. Every time you, when you vote, we're, this, we're in round one right now. Um, when you vote, it, uh, it, you can register to win gift cards, basically. So every time you vote, you get to win. Uh, you have a chance of winning more margaritas from okay. one of the lt 16, which I really like. All right. So we're going to start off with Square with uh, the seed number one. We have Pajarito, the habanero cilantro margarita versus Colita,
0: the naked Danny. The Naked Danny is real cute looking, yep. but Pajarito has it for flavor and you do? taste. Mm-hmm.
1: Pa- uh, Naked Danny, the Colita one has like, citrus kombucha. The foam is a salt foam. It's so different and cool. I'm just saying, but you're loving the habanero, cilantro, margarita, yep. the basic cool. Do you like you? Yes. Well, you just were there too.
0: Yeah. Have and you I ever had
1: them. the Naked Danny? <laughs>
0: I've looked at it a lot on Uh, Instagram.
1: On Instagram, I know, right. We'll see. We'll see who wins on that one. Okay. Okay, but you're going Naked Danny. or you're going Pajarito on that one. Yep. Okay, then next we have Lolito versus Sonora's Obregon. Lolito is a new place in Stillwater, and they just have a bunch of, uh, they just opened up, it's the old Pearl and the Thief, and then they turned it into this taco shop, and uh they have a sassy cilantro salt on the edge. Jake and I went there the other day and it
0: just was delicious.
1: Versus Sonora Grill, the Obregon, which is a serrano pepper infused tequila, but it's also got basil syrup in there.
0: That's one of my favorite margaritas in town. In town. It wins.
1: Okay. Obregon wins it. Okay. Then we go to El Burrito Mercado, the La Diva versus Tinto's Primero Impacto. Now, the La Diva is a jalapeno cucumber margarita and that it comes in a big old bowl. I mean it's a big bowl of a drink. And then versus Tinto which has uh it's kind of a it's fresh lime but it's fresh grapefruit juice along with it. So instead of just using, you know, lime and lime juice it uses grapefruit juice. So it's like a paloma almost.
0: And I do love a paloma. Mhm. So that sounds real good and makes me want to try Tinto. Yeah. But El Burrito has it for my heart. Bing. Okay, you have to go. El and jalapeno and cucumber. Come on. I know. Well, well there's a delicious. lot of cucumber
1: ones They're available. Great. And yeah. I was sort of trying to pick which ones. I was only kind of allowing, you know, like one cucumber one, but a couple spicy ones and all that kind of stuff. All right, we're moving on to Barrio Macho Camacho, kind of the OG of the tequila, of the, you know, they were like the first yeah. creative margarita tequila places. Blood Orange mixed with. Ancho chili fused uh, tequila, little splash of cava for sass. I love that one. Versus Rojo, which does a grilled pineapple margarita, which I'm going to tell you is a good margarita. It's they make it with their uh, El Tesoro single barrel reposado, which is a beautiful sipping tequila, and then they go, they do a grilled pineapple jalapeno mix, which is really good. I don't love all their tequi- all their margaritas, but I like that one.
0: This makes me want to go back to Rojo because they do have a great. Chip basket, uh huh. You know I have chip issues because I love them so much, and they just are. They redid Randall's into a rojo in downtown yep, Minneapolis, just which is going to have a mean patio. So that's that's cool to know because I'll probably check out that patio. But the Barrio Macho Camacho is on the map and did it for me, and forever is ago. Still, yes.
1: Okay, so they're going to win for you. Yep. Okay, um, and then we have. We're moving on to Nico's uh, Taco and Tequila Bar. And they have a Chile de Arbol margarita that is spicy, but also really fresh. And they've got some grilled stuff in there. It is a spicy one. That's a good spicy one. And then we have uh, Bar Luchador, which is over here by us. uh, And they have a spicy margarita. And they are... uh, God, that's a fun place if you've never been there. But that spicy margarita, I tasted it, is so... It's got such a good lime sense to it. And then the burn is on the back. It's got this like fresh burn in the back of your mouth, but Where not is like this hot. place. This is, we should go there after the show. Yeah, they have sheet tray nachos, by the way.
0: I was just going to say a chilaquile sheet tray yes. nacho. Yes. I never met one of those I didn't love.
1: I know, sincerely. Um, yeah, so Bar Luchador as Spicy Margarita.
0: I'm just going to go with the picture value here because okay. I've not had either of these, but the Nico's Taco Chili de Arbol Margarita looks real good.
1: Okay, okay. And that's over on Como. Took over the old muffaletta spot. Oh. Really pretty inside. Not really been there inside. either.
0: This okay. is so exciting. This is, I
1: know. This is what's going to help everybody. Okay, so then we got to move on to the Boca Chica, the classic margarita. Boca Chica, of course, 50 years in the District del Sol down on West 7th um, or down in, uh, yeah, and that was seven. Sorry. They're down in um, the district. of Sol in St. Paul. And they basically we just did their perfect, simple margarita because it's so classic versus Maya cuisine, northeast Minneapolis. Um, basically, we did the come. You came to party the mayarita which is a margarita with a Corona bottle upended in it. And the picture is in the right picture because we couldn't get it. But it's uh, it's a Corona bottle. It's and these are the ones. Maya cuisine
0: is the your two for one margarita spot. Uh, I really like Maya Cuisine. Yeah. So I'm going to go for that because the food's really good. It's so delicious. And it's on Central. It's just a cute environment.
1: I like it. And they have one in Roseville, by the way. They have one at Rosedale. All right. So next we're moving on to Baja House, their mango margarita, which is just, I'm sorry, one of the ones that you could just pound. It's just so delicious. Very very mango-y, but still you get the tequila coming through. And that's what I really like about it. Versus Centro's Quincy Margarita, which has just a beautifully kind of light and tart margarita, but love the grapefruit salt around the rim. The ding, 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 Centro. Centro.
0: It okay. looks like the kind of margarita you'd actually get in Mexico, too. Oh, right. Okay. Just classic, simple.
1: And the last two that we have up, we have Little Teas, Little Teas, Juana. <laughs> you you got to put it in there. We got WC's perfect margarita, which is, of course, it's made with cabritos, reposado, Grand Marnier, and just a little splash of OJ. And it is sort of like a good morning margarita. And it's blended. And it's, it no, it's, well, it's, it is on the rocks. Oh, it is. Okay, yeah. it looks blended in the picture. Yeah. And then uh, we have the strawberry margarita at Lago Tacos, because you have to put at
0: least one strawberry margarita on there. A uh, little tease for nostalgic purposes for only. For nostalgic
1: purposes. There all we go. Right. There you go. There's a big list. There's 16 margaritas that you should get out and try. And you guys should just get out and vote because basically you could win more margaritas. I this can't.
0: could be problematic for I know, me, I have could. to say. Also,
1: if you're out taking pictures of margaritas this weekend, if you are drinking, ha- you know, all you have to do is snap a picture and then you hashtag MSP Marg Madness. And then you can also be entered to win prizes. Oh, great. So all the good things there for you guys, mar- margarita people. So there you go. Lime's up. And we'll take a break.
0: We are back. You are listening to The Weekly Dish. Oh, yes. I'm pouring a little coffee here this morning out of the old thermos. You just sounded like Uh, Willard Scott. (laughs) Yeah, there was like a (laughs) very old lady thing going
1: on right there. That is a glimpse into you in 25 years. Oh,
0: just pouring a cup of coffee here. Just pouring a little cup of coffee. And you don't think we're James Beard award worthy. Come on there, crepes. Not even. Oh, pipes spilled. Oh, (laughs) gosh. Crying in the barn. Okay. So, Stephanie, sometimes, and I already told you this this morning, but sometimes I... I look at the, we have a, a thing called a grid. It's a Google document that we put placeholders for things we want to talk about. And we have some things we always talk about. And then we each have like two segments we plan. And during the week, I usually open it up to kind of see if you have some stuff. Sometimes we don't have stuff till like late on Friday night. I opened it on Wednesday and I was like, hmm, not really feeling it right now. So, okay. I opened it Thursday, nothing. Friday after going out, I was like, okay. I still don't feel anything. So I got up extra early this morning to try to get the feels. And here's all I could come up with, which is, as you reminded me, a topic and a feeling. Yeah. It is the OE of the in-betweens. Oh. Because we're not into spring, summery. We're done with winter, but the high today is only going to be 40. We are like jonesing for Farmer's market, fresh foods, gardening, margaritas, outdoor patio dining, all the things. But none of the things are really there. Yeah. So I just thought I would tell you a few things I'm looking forward to and maybe like give you a couple of ideas for things. Okay. So this is a little bit of a dribs and drabs. Okay. Uh, I am really looking forward to Beth Dooley's new cookbook. Good. Actually, it's not a cookbook. It's a book about using honey and maple syrup, and it's called Sweet Nature. Her um, books are always a little bit of story, a little bit of uh, highlighting ingredients. There'll be some recipes in there. And I just love this idea. She's become, in my mind, sort of the Midwestern, like the real Midwestern person. You know what I mean? Like she's really cooking seasonally with the ingredients that we have. Yeah. And that'll be a University of Minnesota Press book. It's coming out in April. We'll have her on the show, I'm sure. But I'm excited about her. Good okay, I'm also excited about farmer's markets. And I was like, okay, when are they opening? Because many of them are still doing the winter market thing. I'm over that. I am done. You're done with what? I'm over winter markets. I want like outside. I want some greens. I don't even care if you grew them in a greenhouse. I want some fresh food. So the farmer's market of St. Paul is opening April 28th.
1: It is still fresh food at the farmer's market. Yes. So. I want
0: sea salt. Yes, I know you want I sea I want salt. sea salt. I wanted to go mm-hmm. there yesterday. It is not open yet. Friends, they are accepting applications. And they are ramping up for what they say is an April sometime opening. Yeah. So if you have people that want to work there, get on board with the sea salt. Then I started to just think about, again, springy things. Yeah. I drove by the WA Frost patio. What I think is one of the exceptional patios in the Twin Cities And there's been times where they've really got their patio game on too late and it's just like, you know, Mother's Day practically and they're just getting the chairs out. Yep. I don't know who's managing that, but the chairs are out. I'm telling you. The lights are out. Like, they're going to be ready when it's a good day.
1: There's a lot of people who really stepped up their game, but you know... Let's be clear. This again, this was a really rough winter for restaurants. So they are as well as you hoping to get some butts in chairs and they're willing to do whatever they need to do. I like it. Yeah. No, it's definitely all the patios I think are, I mean, they're definitely all, they were waiting for just the break in the weather.
0: Yeah. So I I was like, I've, and I've lived over by WA Frost for a couple of years now and been a patron. I just never remember it being like so ready looking. Yeah, so early. So that was exciting. Um, then there's the foods. There's these things at Trader Joe's that I want you to know about, because when I eat it, I feel like spring and it's kind of fake spring. Yeah, they have these um, green peas. Do you know the peas I speak of like fava beans or just nope. like are you talking
1: just peas? They're fresh
0: peas. Um, they are in a fresh package. I'm going to put a picture of them. They're English peas. Okay. And, you know, I don't know if they're legitimately fresh or if they come in frozen and then they put them out on the shelf and they look fresh, but... Well, nothing at Trader Joe's is like... (laughs) I I mean, it's not like they're a farmer's market. Of course not. But these English peas are really good and they taste amazing in a very early spring dish that I'm kind of craving... Which is the green pea risotto. Oh. And I put a recipe on the Facebook page for green pea risotto with scallops. Because this is kind of an in-between recipe, right? Yeah. Because it's super great with the awesome fresh peas. But Mm -hmm. if you got these peas at Trader Joe's that are really good tasting and maybe not 100% fresh, but close to fresh. Yeah. It would be a good dish. Yeah. Uh, Then I started going from there to Fiddlehead Ferns. Okay. That's a little stretch. I know, because they're not going to be ready till June. Do you really actually crave those? Yes. Really? Yes, with ramps. Ramps. Well, I know ramps. I guess I feel like <laughs> with people, bacon.
1: people don't actually, like they talk about fiddlehead ferns and fiddlehead ferns show
0: up on some chef yeah. menus, but I don't feel like people like, I don't feel it. I usually cook them every season Do once. Do you? Okay. Yeah, because I just, and you have, I have them in my garden, but I never would eat those because I wasn't sure like if dogs pooped on them or whatever but yeah fiddlehead ferns okay i was excited about those Good. so then i was going to the mill city farmers market and like when is mill city farmers market opening and that will be in may and the fiddlehead ferns come out the first week of june so we have a long time to wait for we have Fiddle a long heads.
1: time to wait yeah i would say that that's just you know although you never know because of with seasonal stuff it really is weather dependent yeah i mean I walked out to my garden the other day and there was like, you know, I mean, sure, they are weeds, but nonetheless, there are things growing.
0: Oh, Stephanie. Yeah. I saw that picture of your two things poking up out of the dirt. Yeah. That is like, just even talking about it is giving me a huge smile on my face. Yeah. When you see the like little daffodil green parts coming up, the nubs, or you like go to clear away something and then... The daylilies are already like, hello, we see the sun, we're coming. Yeah. That is a very exciting time. There's
1: uh in fact, there's, I whipped off, of course, you know, half of my yard was still sort of submerged in water this week, but I did happen to like get down and like pull the sticks off and plan, planning my spring burn and doing all that kind of stuff. You're and already I, doing that? Oh yeah. Because I, I mean, yeah. I just have to get out there. Right. Yeah. And then I pulled across the, uh, uh, the rhubarb just to see no nubs on the rhubarb yet just oh, to be clear
0: oh oh and the rhubarb yeah. i even you know a couple of years ago when i moved from a house into a townhome and i panicked because i had no rhubarb and then i so i've got rhubarb this year yeah it's at the cabin oh good um okay then again follow my train of thought here yeah <laughs> then i was like we got some bikes our bikes out and we have a lot of bikes because my husband rides a lot of bikes and he needs a bike for every different thing we had so many. I'm like, come on, we got to sell some of these bikes. We haven't even ridden these. So yeah. cleaned up some bikes. If you haven't sold things on Facebook Messenger, because my husband never had. It's crazy how successful it works. We sold two bikes just like literally within 30 minutes. On Have you ever Facebook done Craigslist Messenger. stuff? Yes. My husband's a Craigslist guy. Oh. He's on Craigslist every day. Oh, literally six times a day. Selling stuff or just buying stuff? Buying looking. He doesn't. And so he put the bikes on Craigslist. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing. That's what I wanted to know. is like if there's a comparative action. I think there's certain things that do better on Craigslist. Yeah. Motorcycles, maybe higher purchase items. Yeah. But for like your household goods, Facebook Messenger is where it's at. Like, and it goes so fast. You have to be like ready to deal with are they coming right now to get it. Um, people want to bargain too, which is fine. Did you ever but try you, Let's Go? That uh, I did try it. It wasn't as great. No, okay. Um but that was two years ago when I moved. Um so then I'm thinking about biking mm-hmm. and the first like real bike race that's coming up is the Fulton Grand Rounds. Yeah, The Fondo. The Fondo. This is a really fun party, a barbecue, a bike race. It's May 4th. So it's coming up. So you got to register. But they have this huge barbecue outside. Um, live music, uh, 20 bucks in advance, 25 bucks at the door. If you're just going to eat uh, the barbecue, the whole hog, Town Gardens will be there. Um, they are going to have just delicious pork and pork partners and pork friends. So that's that. <laughs> okay. Um, and then I went from riding bikes to my final segment, which was road trips. Okay. Because we went to Willard's last week in oh, Cambridge.
1: This is not something you're looking for. This is are you are you looking forward to this or road trips in the spring or are you? It's both. Okay.
0: Because we left after the show last week and we just drove up to Willard's in Cambridge, which was about a 45 minute drive. It was a beautiful spot. It was a great day to just take a drive because it's not warm enough that you're out in your yard, but it's cold enough that you can't really be as much outside as you want to be. So it's a great weekend for drives. Yeah, I love that. Um, I actually think we might go Maybe to Winona to the Maritime Museum later this afternoon. Well,
1: here's a good place to go: go to Harbor View Cafe in Pepin, Wisconsin, oh. in Lake Pepin. They have been open for forty years. This is their fortieth season. And they're a place that I think, you know, there's a certain set of people that remember and drive down and do all that kind of stuff. And then I think in between we have the pizza farm, you know, people yep. who are all doing their fine to go to Stockholm and all that kind of stuff. But then I feel like we should come back around and remember how great Harborview is. Okay. And it's just a really great, you know, locally scratch cooking,
0: really beautiful little cafe. If I said, if I go home and say to my husband road trip, like the man is excited like nobody's business. Really? So that's my just random oh ye of the in-between time so you're feeling restless but you're excited you're hopeful this is good yep okay i like it all right we're gonna take a break we'll be back it's weekly dish 651-641-1071 you know what that is that is our phone number people where you can talk to us live on the air About your questions. Maybe you want to talk about OE of the in-betweens and what you're waiting for or what you're excited about or how you're getting through the day. Uh, Our producer, Hope, is ready for your calls at 651-641-1071. Maybe you want to talk about your favorite margarita. Maybe you want to talk about... um, my instagram story and what <laughs> happened when i opened the door to our hashtag van life Wonderbread van the first time i actually saw it because if you haven't watched it it's kind of funny 651-641-1071 it, one,
1: one, oh, it smelled is that what you just said it smelled it smelled bad
0: and someone was like like musty i was like yeah musty like maybe hadn't opened the door in 50 years musty yeah it was a smell like that was, I was coughing. The funniest part about that story, Steph, is Kurt hadn't watched that. And he, we watched it together last night when we got home from going out to dinner. And he goes, what's he goes What's funny about that is like, you were thinking that it smelled bad because he can't really smell very well. Oh. And he goes, so I drove it. He was like, I didn't really notice the smell, but I, the exhaust was coming into the car. So I had to like drive with the windows wide open. I'm like, okay, this is a safety issue. Yeah. Yeah. So he goes, well, I fixed it. It was just like a hose. But he was like, I was laughing. Like, I hope I get to the destination on time. Oh, my God. We, <coughs> we drove the van to the shop is oh, where the van went. Good. So yeah. So good.
1: Um, okay 651-641-1071. So I realized that I had put a link up yesterday on the Twitters, by the way, you guys, of the bar Barla new sister oh. restaurant moving in next door, but I didn't put the link up I just put a picture.
0: That's really weird. It's in the Bewitched Space it in is. the North Loop.
1: Yes, no, they're taking over Isaac Becker and Nancy St. Pierre uh are taking over the Bewitched Space in North Loop, which is of course right next to Barla Grassa, which is brilliant. Um, but they're opening up pizza slice shop and a wine bar so how great is that i mean for me i think that that's one of the best ideas to happen in a long time the pizza at birch steak is delicious yeah very and it's not going to be the total same just p.s because um and dara put in the article she chatted up with uh with becker but she was you know basically you know they're going to be using deck ovens it's not going to be the wood fired ovens of you know that they have at birch steak but and so, there are going to be a little bit of a different kind of idea. But when you think about it, Slice Shop, and of course, you know, Becker being the James Weir quality chef he is, we're talking about some better ingredients. You know, we're talking salamis, maybe a, different kinds, and octopus and all that kind of fun stuff.
0: 651 641 1071. Nobody wants to talk to
1: us today. What's your, well, I think people are all on spring break or else they're outside <laughs> running around doing their thing. I like it. I, I like
0: it. What's, um, your, uh,
1: what's your, just quickly, what's your favorite? If you're going to go get a pizza slice, do you ever do that?
0: Um, no. And here's what I was going to ask you about that. Cause I do love pizza. Yeah. Do you think they'll potentially be open for lunch? Cause I used to love to go to Bewitched for lunch.
1: Oh, 100. I think they, 100%. It's a slice shop. So it's like, you're popping in, you're getting a slice. Okay. Cause I thought yes. I
0: read that it was only open in the evenings.
1: Uh, we didn't report that. So okay. I don't know. All right. Yeah, so I didn't report. That. I
0: hope that it's or, open for lunch. Cause that's when I would eat a slice. Yeah. Like, you know, you're just popping by and yeah, yeah totally. Right. And you get to roll it up like New York style kind of sometimes. it's good.
1: Yeah. If you can. But do you have a, do you ever, you never go get a slice? Do you ever? Like, is there a shop that you like? No. Okay. Hello Pizza is the place where I like to go get a big slice. Like sometimes if I'm running around town and I pop in and I grab a slice and then I go over to the cheese shop at France 44 and eat it and no, I eat it (laughs) as I'm walking. (laughs) But what I'm saying is like, cause then I go buy a bunch of cheeses and stuff, but I always, it's like a little weird treat. Like I get to have a slice of pizza before I go pick up wine or do everything at France 44. Here's
0: where I would get a slice and I have gotten a slice now that you think about it. Mesa pizza. Yeah. They have great slices. And then also... Sbarro, oh, no. I I know, but no. when remember when they first opened in the mall, yeah. and you'd walk by and you could get like a slice, and that felt like very I don't know, like New Yorkish. It did, I was when a teenager, yeah, yeah, like But yeah, I didn't
1: yeah. feel New Yorkish. I just felt like I was eating a slice of pizza.
0: Oh, maybe because I, I didn't like,
1: have a feeling of what New York was really then,
0: you know. But sure, like I just yeah, I absolutely six four one. Oh, someone <laughs> called. 641- 651- 641- 641 Okay, Easter brunch. People already want to talk about Easter brunch or, and vegan options. Oh, well.
1: I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's just, I don't know. It's all vegetables anyway. You know what I mean? Easter's totally a good veggie kind of thing. But like, I don't know.
0: I don't know. That is my favorite Ask Stephanie response yeah. ever. Yeah, I don't know. I
1: think like we haven't done a lot of uh we haven't done a lot of brunch uh, Easter brunch c- calling yet. I think when you get to April it's like three weeks out, you kinda gotta think about it. Yeah. But I haven't been ready
0: yet to look at it yet. Okay. We do have a caller apparently on the line. Hello, Chaz.
1: Hello, hello. Um I have a question for you. Sure. So I am gonna be moving north of the city's kind of the Princeton area and wondering if you guys know of any kind of unique great place or foodie places for like a great
0: date night, maybe north of the city? Um, I kind of do. We just talked about Willard's. Um, that's in Cambridge, okay. but it's it's reasonably close. Also, nice. there's a place up there that Jason Matheson loves, and I want to say it's called Pine Ridge. Okay. And he just thinks that they're great uh, food, nice uh ambiance. I hope I'm saying the right pines. It's pine something up there. Pine. So wait, where are
1: you moving into Princeton area?
0: Princeton area, yes.
1: Um Yeah, I would say the, the I mean the kind of the fun thing is I would definitely go check out Willard's at, because they're going to do breakfast, lunch and dinner and they have a great bar situation. It's a pretty good hang for people who are kind of you know, who would like to also go into the city, you know? Oh, um absolutely then
0: there is and then what did you say it was pine ridge Uh, yeah but i don't know if that's the right name but pine sorry it's pine something (laughs) pine ridge you'll find it when you get there how many restaurants can there be all right thanks hon thanks for calling uh christy if you want to hold on the line we'll take your call when we come back you are listening to the weekly dish we will be right back